This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello and welcome back to the You Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. How are you? What's going on in your life? What's what's the deal? <laughs> what's going on in my life? Um yeah. things are are uh good. I don't know really I don't really have a ton of updates since last week. Um We're we're close to the wedding date. I mean it's coming it's coming at us. We are close. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to stop planning it. Um, uh, yeah. But it's all, yeah, it's all coming together. You know, it's like Who's little been, annoying shit that's been. Well, that was going to be know. my question. Who's been the most annoying? <laughs> Let's call them can... out right now. <laughs> can you not say? <laughs> I mean, is honestly. There, but it, someone came to mind. But is, are there, is it yeah. family that's harder or is it friends that's harder? It's actually the people who are, um, it's the venue that's harder. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Good to know from me. Uh-huh. This is something I'll be looking out for when I'm doing my live scream yes. of Jordana's <laughs> wedding for all the people at home. It's just like, frust- it's frustrating little like uh, luxury issues with like, just a lot of small things and you know like you I always think I'm the most competent person in the room so of course so, I know. mean I don't know if that's ev- true but in my mind <laughs> well everyone's dumb except for me unless it's me and then it's my bad you know it's like right. uh, that's kind of like the the motto is it's everyone's fault except for me until I'm doing it and then it's because of this I have a good reason for it you know Right. It's this kind of notion of like, am I am I a bridezilla or do I just like want things the way that I want them in a way that makes sense to me? It's kind of like I don't think of myself as a super demanding person. And this, sure. this makes me feel like I'm a psychopath. But then I, I don't think it's me, though. This is this is actually very interesting. Knowledge of the bridezilla makes you second guess if even you're gaslighting yourself. The bridezilla has gaslit right. you. I don't even know if I'm using that term right, but it feels right to me that like the idea of this person who is asking for too much, you're always fending against that so that you don't ask for too much. But then you're wondering, am I not asking for enough? Like, am I the crazy one? In the ins- am I in the insane asylum as well, or am I actually right? You know exactly, or am I? You know what I mean? Like I can imagine what they're saying on the other side about me that I'm like this annoying bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I really don't I, think I am. I don't know. It's kind of. Like- <laughs> I think that should be part of the. I mean, it it is an interesting thing. Like maybe every bride should have a maid of honor, but then a bridezilla a psychiatrist or like a bridezilla wrangler so you bring all of your issues to the wrangler first and they tell you whether you're You're being being too much or not yeah yes they free you that's great wouldn't that be good yeah i mean i'm sure you've had that when you go to shows when like something's kind of messed up and you're like 
you know, do I, am I being per- too particular about this thing going the way I want or should I like let it go? I've had this issue. I had this issue in Boston. The sound wasn't great for me. And I'm like, am I being a prima donna? And right. I, am I being the, you know, the asshole? I'm an artist and the sound must be perfect or yeah. yeah, my craft. And it's like, or is it the sound sucks? You know, I don't know. And you're asking everyone like and you become this. Also, it happens in dating to make it, you know, more relatable to this show. That is true. How many, yes. times, how many times does someone pick, you know, set you up? And I was going to talk about this just with you just initially, like this idea of like we get this email a lot. And I think now being single myself, I understand it even more intimately. The idea of like, am I not giving people a chance? Am I being picky or am I being or, am is, I being is, right? You know, or- uh, yeah, we, I mean, we, we've had this discussion is like, am I being like, am I having a standard or am I being like overly critical, judgmental or critical? Totally. And it's like you in your situation, you're like, am I being a bridezilla or am I being someone with taste and standards who sees things going a certain way that's pretty normal? And then right. I'm on, you know, I'll be on a date. I'll be like, was this date good because I can have a good conversation with anybody or was this day good because we really had something here? Right. And I, it sounds so douchey. Even when I said it just now, I kind of got a, cr- a cringe of like, oh, could I, could I have a co- good conversation with anybody? Like, it's just a douchey thing to think. But I think that about all of our listeners. I think all of our listeners are like pleasant, good people that are sane. You know, so like, yeah. and you hear so much about bad dates that you're like, well, it wasn't. Someone being, you know, calling me a fat loser. So right. we had a good date, you know. And it's like, then what's well, the standard? Yeah, that's the thing about that's the thing about standards. It's, it's like it could always get better, and it a lot of the time it's good enough. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, and I especially <laughs> I think with dating because it's such a, you know, the idea of like you know you're picking someone that you could eventually marry, and this is like the last person you're going to be with. Um, mm. makes the stakes that much higher for like, eh, I'll just let go of like that one thing that they do that's kind of annoying. It's so interesting you said that because I was thinking on the way to like taping this, like, you know, like what, how my thoughts on dating have changed. Like I used to be just, you know, I, I, I'm not saying this to pander to our audience because it is mostly female, but like dating for me is like generally pretty easy. You know, mm-hmm. like, and, and I think then if I'm the representative of the male species, the straight male species, uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm claiming to be 10% away from the guy you're talking to or about, then it must be pretty easy for them too. When you're saying easier, when you're saying easy, do you mean like it's easy for you to get dates, go on dates? Like it's not, or do you mean like it's easy for you to find girlfriends? I think it not, not find girlfriends because I think that's a different story. And that, that brings me into the my you know brain and insecurities into the mix. I think like in the most vacuous version, the most like vacuum version of what a dating is, like all like they're generally I'm out and about and women want to go on dates with men. You know, like right. just generally, like they want to go on. So it's like the housing for market. Drinks. Supply yeah, like and the, demand thing right now. <laughs> there's a supply, supply chain issue. Yeah. <laughs> the supply for chain women issue. women who want to go on dates. Yeah. Well, there's not an issue for me. Whereas like, you know, with 
I think a lot of men, it's like they want to hang out or like you, you don't know what their motives are. But I, I'm pretty positive the people that you speak to on dating apps are like we doing drinks is like something that who I'm speaking to wants to do. I'm also like, you know, I have friends that have mentioned like friends of theirs. Like, you know, there's people out there looking to meet people. I know from and and women putting themselves out to be met. Do you know what I mean? Like they, mm-hmm. this is some, look at our audience. Like there's a reason it's all women. They're interested in dating. So, and also to be a good date, all I have to do and what I've learned from this podcast and if there are men listening right now, like all you generally have to do is be pleasant and positive and make a plan that happens and, and have a plan that you made before the afternoon of the date. Yes, <laughs> like, I would say know, that's like, always a plus. Well, I think like 24 and think hours of, is like, you know, a dream. A dream. Yeah. And, and that's a pretty low bar. Like I'm already at a positive if like the place, the time and the and the venue is appropriate, right. you know, yes. and done in an appropriate amount of time. So like as far as like, you know, and I think I don't want to speak for women, but wouldn't you think that like you're going on a date with someone? You're like, well, he made a plan. He's, you know, like you're I'm already doing well. Yeah. <laughs> like in, right. in, in, in comparison then, to the people who don't even want to go on a date, the guy you've been texting for months who's right, been kind of weird and busy and hasn't made a plan and you texting, want a plan, yeah. but it hasn't been a plan. And I've been that guy. I'm that guy to a lot of people. You know, someone is out there rolling their eyes at me who have done that with them. So I, I understand that that happens. So Right. But you're saying if you want to go on a date, it's pretty easy for you to go on a date. Yes. And... Okay. And I don't. I hope that doesn't sound cocky. I don't mean it to sound. No, I mean I think then, it seems accurate. Probably when but, it explains a lot of the frustrations that women I think have in dating. Yeah. Well, that's what I was kind of like thinking about. Is like if I'm already do if if already the, the whole point is like when you get there and you start. Well, now you now that you look, you're on a date with the time in mind. Like I've never like gone on a date while thinking like is this person i really want to take seriously as as sad as that sounds like i like i've been going on dates to have fun and the, the, like the fun is less and less now you know what i mean like the because thought of the of, expectations like, um just because of like i have expectations i want to kind of move on right but from like this area of life i guess here's my question when you're going on dates are you like looking for to leave and feel like a certain kind of way like, do you know what the feeling is a certain kind of way where you're like, okay, like, I'm excited about this. Do you feel that? Have you felt that since being single? Um, I like to think I know what that feels like. And I don't, I know what it feels like to walk away and go, that was a nice person. I don't think that I'm excited. Okay. I've had that happen more. Yes. I'm not excited. And... That, and that sounds really. Me- I don't want to sound mean. To I don't anybody. think it's I'm mean. Not, it's not. You're not saying, "Oh, that was like that person sucks." It's like that. Per- I no, think that, I that's just, a, a normal feeling. Yeah, and I think, but then you get into your head of like, "Well, Jared, what what, what will make you excited? If this isn't exciting, look at how beautiful they were. Look how fun they were. They had a good job. You know what I mean? Like, I do understand where this bridezilla ghost, and like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of our listeners have that 
have that, ma- you know, who the fuck do you think you are? And I hope people can hear that in my voice that I'm I'm doing that to myself. Like, who are you, you loser comedian who, you know, like 36 and single? I think, our, and I, I never thought about that with our listeners because I'm sure a lot of them are going on dates that are fine and then they're walking away going, uh, I'll I'll go back on the app, and then it's like who you have these moments after. I have right. it more after dates than I don't than I have them before dates. Well, of like, who the fuck do you think you are, Jared? You know, like I I well, have you know, that feeling a lot. You know what that reminds me of is when we had Logan Yuri on, and she was talking yes. about like the satisficers versus the maximizers. Yes, and like, and I know that you. I feel like you are that way, probably with like your comedy and your sets, where you're like, it's never good enough. I need to always be improving. And like, do you? think you bring that attitude towards dating like there could be someone out there who this was like fine but there could be someone out there that's like more than fine or better than fine and because you don't have this like clock thing sort of in the peripheral of your mind um you can sort of feed into that maybe more than a lot of women the uh, totally and i i think uh, the only way to uh the only correction I would make that to that to make myself sound less of like an asshole is <laughs> may, is maybe the next person is better for me. Yeah, I do have that thought. Yeah, like, and, and not yeah. better, like just better for me. And I think like I do have that with comedy. Like I'm like it's still tinkering. I feel like I'm still under the car fixing the engine. And then with dating, I feel like I'm doing somewhat of a similar thing. You know, like I and I I've. The last, maybe it's the seasons changing, and I'm sorry to make. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the sorry to make, make this about the weather. Yeah, the weather. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what it is. Just the, I'm sorry, sorry to make the. I'm, I, I turned your wedding conversation about me. I'm sorry to. Do no, that's. Um, I mean, this is a dating show. I think this is the more so, interesting conversation, more relatable, I, interesting conversation. I, I think the reason cuffing season even exists is a lot to do with like okay, we're doing less, I'm traveling less, I'm getting to look in the mirror more. I, I get to have more. Also, you, you're slowed down more to have dates. And I've been traveling a lot, so like I haven't had like, I, I have a different situation as far as like being able to like make these things happen. But I spent a weekend in New York for the first time in months last weekend. And, you know, the the I'm traveling this weekend wasn't an excuse anymore. So I had to look at myself in the mirror like, why wouldn't you go on this date? Why wouldn't you meet this person? Why wouldn't you? And then afterwards going, why? Uh, who the fuck are you? No, I get it. I mean, I guess it's I think the ballot. I mean, obviously, it's kind of like you're never going to find someone who's perfect for you. Right. hundred percent perfect. Everyone's going to have totally. a day that they annoy you or they're like. You know, you think, and I mean, it's interesting getting to bring it, this back to me. Um, yes. <laughs> to bring it back to the getting married situation, it's like a, um, there's always like, I'm excited to get married. I love Mike very much. And then, you know, there's always like a little thing when you're getting married of like, oh, wow, this is like, this is it. And that's scary. Mm. I think no matter what, no matter how great the person you're with is, Absolutely. like, I there's always a set, like, there is always a little thing in the back of your head of like, you know, this is great. I'm excited to do this. But if, mm-hmm. if I, I don't think I would be who I am if I didn't have like a tiny bit of a sense of like, this feels like a very, like a, like a very permanent thing. And like, that's a little scary, but to- you know, totally. 
Does that sound is yeah. that messed up? <laughs> I don't I don't think that's messed up. I think that's like normal. I think like right. everyone should doubt everything. Like mm-hmm. if you're hundred percent sure about everything, anything in your life, I think you're out of your mind. Like I, right. I like the idea that like every day isn't just promised to you. Like I what do I now I sound like Gary V. Um <laughs> but I'm like you gotta hustle you you only got so many hours on this earth you better fucking hustle yeah like i i i don't know i just yeah i i I think your perspective on getting married like i think that's totally normal i think like it goes back well then what you make me think of for myself is like what is the mix of what i need you know like that's been something Mm -hmm. i've been thinking of like like as far as like you know attraction versus mental attraction versus physical stuff like i've thought a lot about that like what's that mix for me like you know and you when you're single in a relationship you go okay i i have the person i'm working with to make that mix work you you know you have all the ingredients in front of you when you're single i think the ingredients aren't on the table you have a whole grocery store right to like choose from and you go options there's options and and not that they all want you back, but the options are there. There's a there's a time to dream. And then you kind of get hard on yourself. You're like, man, look at how I'm choosing fucking groceries, you idiot. You know, like, not to say like they're bad, but I'm like, am I doing the things that I need? Am I choosing for the things I need versus the things I, like the candy bar that I can get easily at the counter? You know, and I don't mean to, I'm not comparing any person to an easy candy bar. I'm just saying. You're like saying, if, like, are you looking at for, it too superficially? Is that the question? There's, that what there's you're days I feel superficial and there's days I don't feel superficial. You right. know what I mean? Like, there's days where I'm like, I'm just super attracted to this person. Let's just go, let's just meet meet up and whatever, right. you know? And then there's days where I'm like, I don't really connect with them on a mental level. I don't know. that And this well, wishy-washiness, already, I'm sure. Right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm saying, I think that's sort of the beauty of dating, though, is like, Every date you go on, and I think for our listeners who are frustrated with dating, where it doesn't always work out, every date you go on is sort of can be a success if it brings you a little closer to like, I like this about this person, but this other thing, I just, I, I've now kind of figured out that that's not really for me. The answers. And, and I, I, you know, we've said that a lot on this show. And I think like the feedback becomes, how do I be sure of my answers? Like, I like, that's like where I'm, where I sit on a date going, you know, someone says, I did have a great time. We should do that again. And I go, all right, what did I like? What did I not like? Did right. I feel it? Did I not? You know what I mean? And, and then again, we come back to who the fuck are you, Jared? You know, like it always I mean, comes I mean, back. They should be thinking that too about you. I would, I would hope in, in like, in most Listen, instances. I, we're all adults. I would, I would assume that, you know, I'm not the only one that has mm-hmm. a decision in this, but yeah, I, I, I hope people have liked when I've gotten into these like very vague types of things. I, I'd like to hear back from the listeners. I like it. I think it it makes a lot of sense. I think it gives a lot of insight into how men are dating. And I think just like the general, I mean, to talk about like the serious meta issue of dating or settling down mm. um, in general, I think that's sort of the thing that like people don't really get into. Like the idea that, I think we talk about this a lot. Like everything looks so glorified on Instagram, but it's like anyone you're with is going to have negative. It's kind of like, how do you decide what's like good enough or great enough for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, also to say this is, you know, I think a lot of the listeners, since they're female, they come back with, well, that men have no emotional 
uh, bone in their body and that they're not wrestling with decisions. They are wrestling with decisions. They are wrestling maybe with different types of decisions than maybe you are, but I'm saying they are thinking of these things. Like I am the, you know, the, I don't believe that a 20, like I, you know, I thought a similar way when I was 25, maybe not as in depth, maybe not as nice and maybe not as right. Uh, maybe whatever it was, but I did wrestle with these things, you know? So I think like to understand, like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, I don't think men are walking around from a, walking away from a interaction with you going, I go to that bitch and high fiving the next dude they see, like, even though it might feel like that. So I don't, I don't know. I hope this gives gives answers to that, or at least shows there's a struggle. I think that that's helpful. But okay. Let us oh, know. I, well, I, you know. I trust you, Jordana. You, it, I think. I mean, I think it's true. I think it's true for both people. But I do think it's interesting. I do think for women, you kind of have to let that go a little bit earlier in life than men, because again, there is this sense of societal pressure or biological pressure or things like that that go into your thought process about selecting someone totally i was just at a coffee shop before we taped here and there's like a group of women that are like our age like they're my age i could tell i'm like but they were like moms you know like and i felt so and listen i I don't mean it because they didn't they they were with kids i'm just saying but they were my age and i'm watching just I'm behind a bush watching them closely. No, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm the guy from you. Um, no, I, I was like watching how they interact. I'm like, wow, these are like I it was weird. I was like, man, these women are my peers and right. living on a different planet than me. You totally. Like, like there and, was a and, time when you guys were like in college together at the same time doing the same thing and your lives are just so different. And, so different. But no one looks at. No one looks at uh, a man your age and is like, I can't believe he hasn't settled down yet. No, <laughs> I, you're, you're totally right. right. Yeah, they, like, they looked at me, they're like, just so, they, or they didn't even notice me, but they were like, oh, that dude behind the bush is kind of creepy. I think it speaks to that supply chain issue we were just mm-hmm. talking about. Like, that's why the supply chain is more in the mail. That's why it's easier for you to get a date. Obviously, you're great. Um, attractive funny good personality man keep but going. i'm saying like keep but, going. <laughs> but, no. <laughs> no no but i'm, I'm, fine, I'm saying but... yeah but i'm saying like there's also like there's the the ratio of like men to women in that age bracket or just like there's because of the time i think the time pressures there's just more women looking for dates than there are men yeah no i i'm 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 with you and then yeah i think the ease of it makes you me question myself even more you know right like, you know, you go, what the fuck is wrong with you, Jared? You I wonder know? if there were just like four women in the world. If you were stranded on an island, you'd be like, be okay, uh, you'd be like with tomorrow. one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe, you know, there's like the there, there's the question of options and like how much. I'd be on the other side of the island crying because we can't get off of it. I'd be they'd be like, wow, this guy really didn't pull through. Uh, <laughs> but uh, do you have any announcements, Jordana? Uh, yes. Anything going on? I do. I mean, we are going to have her on our Sunday special, but we just launched, Betches has just launched our um, finance podcast, like personal finance management podcast. She uh, With Berna Not, she's going to be on our Sunday special. I'm really excited because there's not really a lot out there for women and like managing your money. Like I think men mm-hmm. talk about that a lot, you know, I, but I've never heard women talk about like 
a stock with each other or okay. like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Or like a 401k. Sure. It's just not really, it's all the conversations are filled with this bullshit about like what, why the guy that you're seeing just doesn't <laughs> think you're good enough for him. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited about this podcast because I'm excited that there's something out there for women to like really get them involved in their personal finance management. So check it out. It's already launched. It's out there. It's called money, please. Uh, it's a great show. I'm again, pumped. Also, to, to just piggyback on that, what a great thing, a relatable finance podcast, something that you no question is stupid, um, where you can get easy, you know, relatable answers and explain to you in a way that, you know, I someone explains something to me, I go explain it to me like I'm the dumbest person you've ever fucking met. And like I and I like those types of podcasts we're taking something that may feel unrelatable and making it relatable. And hey, the joke has been done a thousand times on Twitter. Um, how come they didn't teach us personal finance? I know what a parabola is and I don't know how to retirement account. So it's like, hey, you want to actually put your money where your mouth is and learn about these things? This is a great way to do that. Exactly. And a lot like this podcast, it's taking something serious and kind of heavy mm -hmm. feeling and making it fun and light and funny. Um, but oh. you also learn a couple things, hopefully. Um, and we have our live show coming up December 8th. I'm the, very, very excited about that. The live show, we need you to buy tickets right now. I'm just saying it right now, okay? I need to not be stressed about this show, and I need you to go buy tickets. It's filling up. I just want to make it sure it's full. That, you know, Filling up and full are two different things. The show is a blast. I can't say it enough. It is a... I, I, you know, Jordan and I care very much about you walking away going, holy shit, that was a great time. You're going to have fun. Your friend who doesn't listen is going to have fun. Your friend's friend who doesn't listen is going to have fun. Your miserable friend who's like, I'm not a podcast person. They're going to have fun. It's a live experience. It's interactive. I compared it to Double Dare. Remember when Double Dare used to do live shows? Yes. The sliming? Yeah, they'd like come to your town and do a show at your high school and they'd put, you know, the teachers against each other. It's like that, except we're going to find you. We're going to talk about love and dating and we'll be swearing and we're going to slime you. But that's OK. You're going to we give out jackets. But no, listen, come December 8th. Get those tickets. Betches.co slash you up live 21. That's where you get them. New York City, December 8th. It is a great way to. Go for dinner with the gals and come on out and let's have some fun. So, Gary, what do you have going on? Any other shows coming up? I, I got shows up the wazoo. Other than New York, December 8th, which is on my website as, as well. So you can get the tickets on my website for the town hall show for Live You Up. I have added dates. Um, I'm coming to Perrysburg, Ohio this weekend. Buffalo, New York. Syracuse, New York. Of course, the Live You Up in New York, New York. And I'm coming to St. Louis, Missouri for New Year's Eve. I'm doing New Ooh. Year's Eve lands. That's right. New Year's Eve lands on a Friday. That's the, it's going to be, I would say comedy show, perfect thing to do on New Year's Eve. You don't have to worry about getting tickets to some overpriced bullshit event. Like everyone's always like, well, I got to do something on New Year's Eve, but I don't want to like feed into the New Year's Eve frenzy and then like overpay for all this crap that I don't really care about. Comedy show, perfect event. Go see Jared. Thank you. Totally agree. And also, you get here. This is when you know you're really like trying to level with people. You can sit. <laughs> <laughs> people, if you're one of those people that's like, I don't want to be standing in a bar all night, well, you can sit 
drink, and laugh with your dear old Uncle J train. So St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm there all weekend. So if you want to, if you already have plans for New Year's Eve, you can come on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve, Eve, whatever you want to do. Uh, the shows will be fun. I'm excited to go to St. Louis. I'll be riding the arches. Can't wait. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh, out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code podcast15. What are we talking about today? Today we're talking about someone's boyfriend relationship with their mother. So dating men who have a, a close relationship with their mother, I would say, is a better summary. I feel like I read this and I was like, Jordan and I are going to disagree on this. I, we, we might. I have are a you, feeling, yeah. yeah. Jared, would you call yourself a mama's boy? A um, bit? I wouldn't, but I would assume. <laughs> but everyone I, else I, does. Everyone else does, yeah. I mean, I talk to my parents every day. So I don't know. Does right. that make me a mama's boy? Or no, I think that I, makes I, I you talk, close to your parents. I'm close to my parents. I, I confide in my parents. I can talk to them pretty much about anything. I take their uh, opinion into account in my life. Okay. Um, so they're not, they will be listened to. So I kind of, it was interesting the way this email hit me. Do, do you want to read it first and then we'll get into it? Yeah, I think this is interesting because we I think we have very different relationships with our I parents. Know, so it'll be I very... know, that's, that's why I was like, I think this will be a good fodder. Yes. All right. Hello, Jared and Jordana. I look forward to Wednesdays every week for new episodes of You Up. And Jared, I love your recent addition to The Bachelor and love Luxury Lounge even more. Well, thank you. My issue, is my boyfriend too close with his mom? I'll preface by saying I'm very thankful my boyfriend has a wonderful family. He has great relationships with each of his parents, his siblings, etc., and they've truly welcomed me with open arms. However, throughout the course of our relationship, I've realized the close relationship he has with his mom. For context, my boyfriend and I have been dating for about three years and are moving in together next month. He's 29, I'm 25. He is usually the first person I go to when I need an opinion regarding anything, work, finances, friendship, etc., or have exciting news. And the first person he goes to is his mom. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I'll give a few examples. He was recently on the search for a new job, and whenever he would discuss with me a position he was applying for or some other aspect of the job searching process, I'd give him my opinion, and while he'd hear me out, he would more often than not respond with, well, my mom said, why even ask my opinion when you're going to take her advice over mine? And it feels like he turns to his mom for more than just career advice. Another example, we were on vacation with his family, and my boyfriend stepped on glass on the beach, blood everywhere, whatever. Uh, (laughs) whatever (laughs) who cares and he needed surgery and he needed stitches sorry he needed stitches although i was perfectly capable of taking him to the er he runs inside and asks his mom to take him instead 
I just feel like I constantly turn to him when I have a problem, when I have exciting news, etc. And I don't get the same in return. I also have a great relationship with my parents, but I don't think they need to be involved in every decision I make. Like I mentioned before, we're moving in together and I absolutely see him being my partner for life. He is therefore not going to be living with his mom and his choices regarding his career, money, etc. are not going to affect her. But they could affect me and our future together. Please correct me if I'm wrong. And I don't think it's crazy to think I should be more involved than his mom. Considering we don't live together now, I'm not even sure what the extent of their communication is throughout the week. When we move in together, is he going to be calling his mom to ask how long to cook chicken for or what to do if he has a cold instead of me? Do I have any chance of becoming his emergency contact or will this be his mom's duty forever? Is this mother-son relationship normal and something I just have to accept? How would I bring this up to him? Thanks in advance for reading. I'm curious if Jordana has had this experience with her fiancé or if Jared can explain this type of relationship as a son with a mother himself. I would love to hear your takes. Jordana, I love this email. It's a, it's very, it gives us a lot of nuance that maybe they don't even realize they've given us. There's a lot to work with. There's a lot to work with. What do you think? What are your initial thoughts? And what do, do you talk to your mom on a daily basis? No, I do okay. not. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Does Mike? Mike calls his parents every Sunday, and that's only Sundays. Says. Yes, on Sundays. Very Italian of him. Seems it, that's an Italian thing, right? Although it's, Italian men like are it. supposed to be kind of close to their moms. Yes. Not that he's not close, but I think they have like a normal boundary relationship, in my opinion. I'm very sensitive to this kind of thing. I had a boyfriend in college who was like extremely close to his mom, and it like weirded mm-hmm. me out. Um, I understand where she's coming from. I get mm-hmm. why she's like, because I think this also is like a layup to like, oh, she's thinking about her life in general. She's thinking like, mm-hmm. who is going to be the like female matriarch of my household? And it's not going to be me. Like you want to feel like, I understand why he values his mom's opinion. Sure. But I can also see from her end, like I want to run my own home. I get it. I, 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 <laughs> there's so much of this that I see myself in, like just the explanations of the dynamic. And I, I it feels very intimate, this email. Um, cause you know, I, I do think I agree with her. It's annoying when someone's like, well, my mom said like, you right. don't want your, I think the comparison game on both ends is very bad. Like when she says, um, when he says, well, my mom said, that's him comparing your advice to hers, which isn't a fair thing to do. So like, to me, this is very gray. It's not as like black and white. Like, did you, what, did you have issues with things that she said that he was doing? Like what, what kind of spoke to you as far as like the glass and the beach right. and, and like, uh, what do you think? Are there, pro- you know, are those situations, things that you'd have an issue with? I think it's kind of like, I don't know if I would, I would have like an issue with any of these things individually, but mm-hmm. I think in general, it's kind of like you want to, f- and I think this is almost an issue that doesn't even have to do with his mom. It really has to do with him. It's more like, yes. do you value my opinion? Do you actually value like my thoughts and my opinion and my, and my taste? Mm-hmm. Um, and that could be compared to anyone. Like you could replace mom with like your friend. You could replace mom with like, um, you know, someone else, my, his dad, anyone else in his life that is giving him like thoughts kind of like, and I think that you can value both opinions, but it's more like, well, 
if, if she feels dismissed, it's kind of like, oh, you don't you don't care about what I'm saying as much as you care about what your mom is saying. Yeah, the way he's communicating that is not good. Like, well, my mom said is a very bad way to be like, you know, I am someone who polls the audience. I am someone, if I'm going through someone, something, like, you're someone I would text for, like, right. what do you think of this situation? Like, I would text my my buddy from college. I would text my, I would call my mom. I'd call my dad. Like, I would do that. Like, in the way, and I would te- I would talk to whoever I'm seeing at the time. Like, I... I would do that. I am that type of person where I do believe like someone's opinion on a situation might open a door in my brain that I was not able to open without them putting in their two cents. And I can understand why in a relationship that feels like, well, I'm not as important or I'm, I should be more important than these other people, but I wouldn't see it that way. You know what I mean? I I wouldn't see it. If every time, someone else's opinion is being it's kind of like if you were dating a girl and then she was like oh i have this problem at work and you gave her advice and she's like eh, i'm gonna go with what my dad said but like well, every every time or like if she you know said I mean? it like well that's the thing like if she he, here's the difference if she came to me with work problems every day and every day i was giving my opinion and it wasn't being listened to i would be like listen you're not even i haven't even been used from the sample you know, right. like I, I would be I would be like, listen, I give advice you do differently than it every single time. I can't give you advice anymore because that's I, I don't feel like I'm even helping. I actually feel like you're not helping yourself. You're avoiding my advice because I think you think it's hard. You know what I mean? Like that would be kind of where I would have to go with it. But like I, to would me, you it's be, like would, you, would you be OK with being like the second most important male in your relationship with? whoever you were dating see that's funny i would never i well i would never see it that way i i think this is a very male female thing like i would never see that like my girlfriend's dad was too important in their life i i i do think this happens from the other side way more like i i do think like this angling of power position happens from the girlfriend and the mom and I've had this happen in my life. Like I, I've had this situation where it's like, you know, who are you going to listen to? And you have to say like, I'm listening, I'm doing this because I want to. And, and again, you're right. You said it's like the boyfriend's fault a little bit, the way he's. Right. Not kind of like relaying to her that he respects her opinion and what she thinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he's not really giving her that. Like to me, it's the same maybe not the same but like i i what i thought of is like when you ask the waiter hey what's the thing i gotta get on this menu and they're like you gotta get the chicken parm and you're like i'll get the steak you know like <laughs> i i like i right. the, the waiter just, you do it is a little awkward but the waiter never looks at you and is like why'd you even ask me like the waiter right. just goes like i asked the waiter for a million different reasons i asked the waiter because i wanted to hear how they answered if they answered sometimes the waiter will be like we make this one thing that like I would never order, but I had it once and it is what we do the best. Like when the waiter like gives me that answer, I go, I'm going to go with it. Fuck it. Chicken parm, you know, like, um, mm-hmm. but when I, when the waiter kind of goes, that's why I poll people, <laughs> you know, like, like, right. Well, I think it's know? about like every, the, the idea that it's every decision or that like, she's got the final say. Yeah. The one thing I didn't like about what she wrote is she wrote, 
I'll give you a few. He was recently. His mom took him to the hospital? No, it's. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was a little ridiculous. Well, the part about his mom taking the hospital is. That I'd be like cool with. I'd be like, great, let her take you. <laughs> well, that's kind of the nuance. That's the nuance part that I'd never, that I don't think she realizes that I kind of, that sticks out to me. Um, I'll give a few examples. Um, another example, we were on vacation with his family and my boyfriend stepped on glass at the beach. I'm on vacation with his family. Now we're going to get into a subject of like kind of privilege, which I will acknowledge, but there are some people out there that are more privileged than others. It sounds like your boyfriend is from a somewhat privileged background when you're uh, meaning his parents are footing some of his bills as far yeah. as maybe not his rent, but they're taking you on vacation. Okay. If you're close with your family in that way, they have been investors in your life your whole life. So I can, and that's something I understand as someone whose parents paid for him to go to college. I, you know, like I, I didn't walk out of college with any, uh, any debt. Like I'm very lucky for that. That's a privileged position, but you've taken on investors. So right. you have people to answer to. So the idea that like she has to realize is that, he, the reason he's doing this is a little bit because he's business partners with his mom and dad. Like, mm -hmm. if they were on their own vacation that he paid, that they paid for 50-50, and then he called his mommy to see what he should do about his cut, that's totally right. different than on the vacation that they, and I'm not saying that he well, should- Well, it's like you know, Shane like, in White Lotus. His mom paid for the room, so she showed up. So what can you say? What can you say? This is exactly. And if you haven't seen White Lotus, he has this rich mom who, you know, just like you said, but it, it's like that is and, you know, you can't really blame Shane in that situation. You go, this is how life has gotten to this point. So I was thinking of like just the idea, like like there's a thing with my family, like I check in with them every day, but like they are a big part of like where I am today in life, you know? So like right. I... I do ask them for advice. I wouldn't want to make them like if I take my company in a different direction, they'd be happy for me. But I also want them to be happy for me. Like, I also want them to, like, see why I made a life decision in a certain way. And I do understand from her perspective. It's like, what happens when we have kids? Well, if you have kids and the parents are like, we're going to pay for the, the night nurse. Right. OK, well, that, they yeah. get an opinion. They have a seat at the table. They're at the boardroom. No. And she yeah, has to no, acknowledge that. Yeah, I think that like money is not a um, a thing that sh that can't be considered in this scenario too, because mon there there is a certain power that you have when you pay for stuff. Yeah, and I think her boyfriend has to be better at being polite to his board members and how he's polite to them. That's part of it too. What do you mean? Like he's being polite to sometimes he's leaning on his mom. Sometimes he feels he probably has to talk to his mom. Right. And and he has to understand that you are a boardroom member as well as them. Yeah. And I think you know? that like I think it's OK to either be attracted to that, you know, like someone's close to their family and sure. thing, or maybe it's not your thing. Maybe it's a little bit of a turnoff to you. Maybe you want someone who's a little bit more independent. Also totally. fine. And I think it's okay to think about it. It doesn't mean he's bad or that's a bad situation, but maybe no. it's not for you. And I think that you should seriously look at that and how much how much that means to you. It's interesting to be like, 
a Jewish woman in a relationship because like that means a lot to me. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just like run, like the idea that I'm like running my household or that like my Listen, decisions are like the decisions. I get it. Sometimes dating a woman and being close to your mom feels like you're in between two cobras and you're trying to figure out how to like fend off two cobras and they're one snaps at you one way and the other snaps at you the other way and you're like okay 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 just trying to figure out how to keep these cobras from happy biting you from both happy and fed and it's like it, it is i will say like i that's why when i read this email i was like oh i feel this guy like he's not right, right. like i don't th i think like the well my mom said is not right but I know why he's doing that. And I think like the emailer is interested. Like, again, she could be turned off enough to be like, I'm not moving on with this. I'm not signing up for this lifestyle. But she can also communicate to her significant other like, hey. What her fears are. What you, here's my fears. And I think he has to right. understand that. Yeah. I mean, and if you said to someone, oh, I'm like a little worried that all of our life decisions will not be like, I won't have as much of a say in them as your mom will have in them. Like that concerns me because I want to have control. I want the two of us to be ultimately yeah. like in control of our destinies. I think that's a totally fair thing to say. And he can, you know, either come to you in a way that makes you feel better about it or be like, well, this is just how it is. And you can, then you can decide again. Totally. <laughs> it's totally fair. I think the night nurse example is a fun one to run by him. Yeah. Like if mom pay if your mom paid for the night nurse and blank happens with the baby, what's your move? And right. here's why it would and I know that feels like she's like, Well, we haven't even moved in yet. But like these are I mean, that's a good conversation, I think. Like that's a good right. scenario. Or, or a little earlier even. If your parents are paying for the wedding, mm. does this mean that we're having the wedding your mom wants? <laughs> that's that's fair. I mean mm. it is does this mean all your I mean, mom's friends are invited? Yeah. If I want 10 cousins and your mom wants 20, who? what are we going to do? Well, what, yeah. You know, like it, it becomes a word problem. If I had five uh, five dinner plates for the wedding, you know, like. <laughs> Guy, it's a good test. I think it's a good test. I think you're right. There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing. And I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles set. Plus I save more and I never run low on the the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP. Let's do some awkward sex. You ready? Let's do it. 
And send in your awkward sex stories. This one's fantastic. This one is like different, fun. I loved this one so much. I think everyone keeps sending in your awkward sex story. They cannot, they don't have to be shit and piss all the time. Like this one is like a fun, just great fodder. It reminds me of a UUP story as well, which I'll tell after. Okay, uh, so let's do some awkward sex. Okay, J&J, thank you for all that you do. I listen religiously, share your Sunday specials with all my friends who haven't listened before and have gotten them hooked. Now onto my awkward sex story. A couple months ago, I met a guy at a slightly upscale bar through mutual friends. We hit it off right away and all seemed good. He was wearing a baseball cap when I met him, which I didn't think anything of at the time because he said he just came from a baseball game. We hung out until bar closed and then went back to my apartment. We started making out on the couch. It got hot and steamy and I took off my shirt. And when I tried to take off his, he stopped me. I thought that maybe he was self-conscious about his body, so I let it go. I suggested we move to the bedroom and he agreed. He said he had to go to the bathroom first. And when he came into my room, he was standing there in his ball cap and boxers. I was so confused. He crawled into bed and got on top of me like it was nothing. Hat still on. When you say ball, what is a ball cap? Like a baseball hat? Yeah, baseball hat. Okay. Ball cap, baseball hat, yeah. I've never heard anyone refer to it as ball cap. I was like, is this a testicle thing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's when you put the condom over the balls. Ah. (laughs) No, ball cap, you're right. It is a change of languaging that like it, it's almost like she was like I've used the word hat too many times I need to change it up a bit right like it was a creative I've never project that, but, ball cap uh, is like from the twenties like hey put on your ball cap <laughs> see yeah <laughs> yeah okay now I know I was <laughs> he, he crawled in a bed and got on top of me like it was nothing hat still on I was so confused but said nothing I casually tried to take off his hat while making out but he wouldn't let me. He held onto it for dear life. I should mention when he had his ball cap on, you could see hair where the ball cap didn't cover. So I didn't think he was bald. After a few tries of trying to get him to take off his hat, I gave up. I proceeded to have sex with him. (laughs) (laughs) And throughout the sex, he would flip it. And throughout the sex, he would flip it hat from facing forward to backwards seamlessly. Clearly, he's done this before. Man, I get like when he, depending when he puts, on what angle is pill, the pillows on, right? That's great. Like, oh, is it or is it like this is when I get a little badass when he turns the hat around? He's like, <laughs> "Let's go doggy style." Oh my god! <laughs> oh, hat forwards, missionary. Hat backwards, reverse cowgirl. You know, <laughs> like this is totally. this is. I put the hat on backwards for the cooler type of sex. Um, he goes down on her with his hat backwards. I, I don't. This is hilarious. Um. We fell asleep after sex. When I woke up in the morning, I was surprised that he was sleeping with the hat on. Yep, that's right. Oh the hat God. never came off, ever. I didn't have the guts to call him out on it, but it turns out it's a deal breaker for me. I mean, how is it fair that he saw and licked my naked body, but I can't see the top of his head? Hope you enjoyed this awkward sex story. Sincerely, Hatfished. So, okay, Jordana, what do you think? Um... Well, it's, this really reminds me of when we did the LA You Up Live show and there was a guy oh in God. a hat and we were like trying to get him to take off his hat. And I think he had, somehow we saw it at some point. He it came off. So He had a full head of hair, but he wouldn't was, take, take off the hat. 
it was an unbelievable, um, stressful moment for me. I, I don't know what was going through your head, but I'll never forget it. We bring him on stage, and the LA audience was super. Like all you know, our live shows are great. The LA audience was fucking awesome. In a way, like they were like, they just got it. Like it was, you know, sometimes we do these dating shows and come December 8th, please come. And, but like, you have to have fun with the topic. We're not there to solve your problems. We're there to commiserate with your problems. And I think the LA crowd kind of understood the commiseration and it's supposed to be fun. We're not going to. Jordan and I, we don't know fucking shit. We do a fun podcast <laughs> about dating. We talk about our own lives and we try to relate to you. But I'm saying the LA audience, it just felt like they got that. Like it was just a, re- and then we did a dating app profile makeover. And whenever we do the dating app makeover and it's a man, it is way more, f- it's it's way easier to make fun of. You the can make d- fun of them a little more. You right? can make fun a little bit more. You can give them more shit. Like, and there's things you can say to a guy that and no you matter- just- also, no matter how I much shit we... I wouldn't even want to say to a woman. No matter how much shit we give any of the guys who are dating at makeovers for, there's still a ton of women in the audience who want their Instagram and want to slide into their DMs, and it's a great matchmaking situation. Listen to the beginning of this episode. The supply is large, okay? <laughs> so these guys these guys come on. We roast them a little bit, and we roast with love. Like, I, like we're ball busting the way I would ball bust a friend. And I remember he came on stage, and so... He came on stage, he's wearing a hat, and we start going through his pictures, and they all have hat pictures. So no one wanted to say it, but it had to be said because you could feel in the room because, you know, sometimes when an audience is, like, getting it and on, like, you knew it was stand-up, you know, with our shows, we know. When they're on board, we know what they're thinking. You know, right. and we, you could feel everyone be like, so I, hat. you know, we're going through it. We're like another hat picture, another hat picture. Then he's wearing the hat and I'm like, dude, take off the hat. Remember we were like, take yes. off the hat. And then he, and he took was like, it no, off. did he say he was that? like, no, I, I, when he I, finally, I don't know if he said no or not, but when he finally took it off, it was this like, how bald is he moment? Right. I remember like, and he took it off and I was like, it was like, he, he was, had a full head of hair. He wasn't bald the at all. Whole, the whole audience had a sigh of relief. Like we were imagining him to have like the George Costanza, yeah. you know, like, 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 you know, the Larry David and he didn't. So like, we didn't want him to be embarrassed because we're thinking like, why is this hat still on his head? And it's in all his pictures. So like the big question was, what are you hiding? It was so funny when he took it off and had hair and so amazing. And, and- this is all to tell you. If you're a bald man listening, like I could see how they'd be like, what the fuck? Like everyone's just worried that he's made. <laughs> Everyone was just relieved that he wasn't some hideous bald man. Well, we're, we, I think we're more to, 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 to make it less about, bald, you can be a good looking bald guy. Okay. You can totally. be, so, so, yeah. and you can look distinguished. No, I, I, no, but you can be good looking and bald, but in, and it was just funny that we were like, please, don't make this his biggest insecurity. Do you know what I mean? Like th- that's kind of what we were all wishing. Please don't make it so that we're pointing out his biggest insecurity. Right. And which the whole we weren't. Thousand person crowd is just you know totally cheering for him to take off the hat. I think they were screaming, "Take off the hat!" Yeah, had the it chant, got to cheer. Take off the hat. But it, again, it goes to we know it's an insecurity. We know it's something on men's minds. We 
it, it, the hat is uh, you know is a metaphor of sorts. Yes, I agree. And I totally I mean, this forgot guy, about that. It was such a funny moment. That was a, that was a great show, great moment. I think we literally had the whole crowd cheering for him to take <laughs> off the hat. So we probably yes. uh, totally scarred him for life. Yeah. But uh, everyone good looking else was dude. He was. We didn't yeah. Get it. yeah, he was like ah, yeah. It makes it didn't make sense as much as. This woman thinks this doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, what would you call this? I've wrote down a few. Um, okay. Cap that ass. Oh, I like that. Um, f- a hairy situation. Okay. Oh, I get it. Batter up. Uh, the follicle fibber. I also had balding bow and heady situation. Heady situation. I, like that. I just had the, the bald bang. The bald bang. Bald banger. Well, ha- he's. What do I you like think? I like their sign off. Hatfished too. I thought that was great. I heard Hatfish is great. Um, Maddie had the bro bang. The never nude. Yeah, I I think these are all fun and especially when it's different like this, right. you can find some good ones. What do I you mean, think to, happened here? To me, there's some sort of insecurity that makes him wear the hat, right? So I think she's being a little harsh where she's like, he, you know, I let him see and lick my whole naked body and he wouldn't sure. even show me that. It's like if you reverse this and you were like if a woman had a body part that she felt insecure, let's say she kept her bra mm. on, she didn't like her breasts or something like that. You wouldn't be like, and I showed her my whole body and she like covered the and they wouldn't even <laughs> let me see that. Like, obviously, it's not about you. It's like about sure. their own personal like insecurity around it. Um, so I did feel like a little bad for him almost um well, i assume he's probably usually the, it wasn't for the la guy but i assume he's probably balding or bald in some way he thinks he looks better in the hat than he does not in the hat let's just start at that he he's definitely bald. i would say it's more it's worse when you're like when you're balding than when you're been bald like he's maybe okay. yeah you know he's maybe, in between or, stages here he's in between stages or here's the other thing he's getting a hair transplant and it's the budding oh. he has the budding things where it looks like seeds growing and he has on to wear the hat okay the other thing is on tiktok there's all these men that are like balding and what they're doing uh, is they're shaving their head to be totally bald and putting on a wig like wigs are becoming back Really? There's a guy, yes, and I see it on TikTok all the time. Wigs are making a comeback where they'll like literally glue this thing to your head and it looks very real. TikTok, there's, there's a, I've watched like a hundred of these. You can't look away from them. And they, you have to go in a few times, I think every month or every couple weeks to have it re- adjusted or to look Right, so maybe he's in the transition. Maybe he was the day before one of these tighten-up situations. Right. You know what I mean? What do you think Any, her move should have been? I would have said something. I would have, I think when, I, 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 I'm, what you said before isn't something I, I didn't think about, like the reverse situation. Mm-hmm. Like if, if I was in bed with a woman and she wouldn't take off her shirt, um, I would be like, do I would stop it to be like, do you feel uncomfortable? Do you, it, it's okay. We don't have to like move forward. Like, like if I'm having sex right. with someone who's Wait, like, if she, who's what if she was addressed- into it? She just didn't want to, she didn't want to show you 
Well, that's the thing. I would stop the situation to check in with their comfortability mental space okay yeah because I, I like if someone doesn't take their shirt off and i'm like well i'm sitting there i'm, I'm like naked in like half a second <laughs> like, <I> mean, <laughs> like, like oh I, I, are we not doing this okay yeah i'm like the kid who's taking a bath like it's just like running around the house with his weenie just <laughs> fucking flopping around like so i would and also i don't want to be in a situation where i'm with someone who's not comfortable and okay. so it's like hey is there a reason you're not you don't want to take your shirt off or is there, do you not want to go? Do you just want to like lay down and cuddle or whatever? Like, I, I think I would like ask. And if she was like, no, I'm like down. I'd be like, I guess it would, it, I guess if she refused and didn't say, if she was like, no, this is so hot. I'm so into this. But then also didn't take off her shirt. I, I guess I would have to like relent at it? some point. I, I think guess yeah. so. If I were her, I would go with it. I would finish the sexual experience. And then after, I think I would be like, so I noticed that you kept your hat on. Um, like, <laughs> you slept in your hat is such a normal thing to ask about. Right. Yeah. I think you can Do you ask always any, sleep in your hat. But, like being, but be nice about it. If they like express some insecurity, I think then you can be like understanding and like, well, I think you look great. Like, can I see it? Like, I think you look great either way or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Well, totally. I think it's one of those. I think this is a would you rather that the men listening would like to hear you answer. Would you rather have sex with a guy who has a hat on and and keeps it on, or would you rather find out that he's balding a little bit, but he's that he's balding a little bit? I think I'd rather find out that he's balding a little bit, especially if he was like owning that. I think it would be like totally. hotter than if he was trying to hide it. I know that's obviously easier said than done. Like people have insecurities, we all have our insecurities. Um, so I think it's like kind of like pretend you're confident in these insecurities is a hard thing to do. But yeah, I think I would be more attracted to the guy who was just like sharing that. I mean, I mean, I have body issues. I have to like push through, like I told you I get naked in two seconds, but like you do have to push through, like you have to like kind of trust that this person enjoyed your company. But also that's why if I'm him, I'm taking off the hat during the hangout. Just so that mm -hmm. they're like warned, like, hey, here's the whole thing that's going to go on. So I would feel comfortable later. Like, I assume someone having drinks with me is OK with my body. I have to like stay with that because they've been with my body all night. You know, right. like, so um, as far as the hat's concerned, you're kind of it's it's even harder than your body because you the hat is truly covering up what's going on. Here's another. Would you rather you hook you? Would the guy, uh, how about this? Red flag deal breaker. Guy says to you, hey, I've been wearing a hat on and I have to let you know tomorrow I go in for my wig touch up. I just have to let you know that like <laughs> it's going to look a little, it might be <laughs> bouncing on the top right. of my head. Um, I mean. Are you still going home with him? You know, like this is probably what he's thinking. And then he's like, I don't know. I, mean, I got I'd her like home. To, I can't lose her. I'd like to think I would. It's hard to say how I'd react in the moment. I mean, I think it would de totally depend on like the tone and like way that he presented it. Mm. Maybe I don't know. How does he I mean, sell I think it? I'd be yeah. How is he selling it? Like, I think I'm easily. I would be easily like fine with it if he sold it in the right way. Somehow, I 
I mean, I'm with you. I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think of all, hey, I'm going through right now. I, I got a hair transplant and there's buds on the top of my head that look like just I Just so you planted. know, right. Just I feel so like, okay, know. this guy's going to get even hotter. Maybe we'll date that, well, him. And I, found him like the, I found him at his low point. <laughs> that, 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 good. <laughs> I, I could take care of him um, emotionally. I, right. I, I mean, like that's like the adult braces thing. Like you're trying to improve yourself, something that right. you felt self-conscious about it before. Yeah. Totally. Or what if a woman was like, oh, I just, you know, like, I don't want to take off my, my bra. I have, I'm getting, you know, I just got breast surgery, I breast lift, and like, I've got some scars on my breasts and they're in the healing process. That has happened to me before as far as just, I've been with women who have had breast changes and have scars and they're self-conscious and they explain them. I'm like, that, that's, listen, yeah. I think you look great. I would never, you know, that would never change my feelings on them. Um Right. I mean, like, I mean, the same could be said about stretch marks. Like, I, I, you know, I think women are very. I have, I have stretch marks below my belly button, and I've been self conscious about them. I got like them lasered off, you know. So, like, I understand that. Like, yeah, and I uh, think everyone has something. It's really like I think about the way you present it. This was a little weird that he just wouldn't take it off, but well, I get what, it. I, th that's what ends it. To me, yeah. Like I, if someone won't even go there, I have to go. I'm gonna back away until you're ready to be socially okay with your right. stuff. Like, well, maybe he didn't want to say it in the sexual moment, but I think if if, if I had asked him after and he still wouldn't go there, then I think it would be a deal breaker. But I can understand why someone's like trying to be the most sexual version of themselves and doesn't want to explain their insecurity about their baldness in that totally. moment. But if after they were like. Yeah, I feel a little like weird about my hair. Or I have like this hair plug situation or something like that. Like I think I'd be cool with it. But if the whole time, like the whole night, they just wouldn't address <laughs> it, I think that would be weirder. Yeah, it's the equivalent of like trying to feed a kid who just goes, shakes their head no the whole right. time. It's like, how are you we know, communicating? Like, exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. a, this is very interesting. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oleayi was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. 
Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. You want to do another email? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Hey, J&J, longtime listener, first-time emailer. I rate, review, subscribe, and have seen you multiple times live. Oh, wow, multiple times. Love Love it. On to the tea. I matched with this guy on Bumble three weeks ago. We hit it off. First date was fun, casual at a sports bar with a few drinks and some food. At the end, we decided a second date would happen. The second date was his choice, and it was by far the nicest and fanciest date I've ever been on. A romantic restaurant with swanky food and cocktails. <laughs> swanky, wow. <laughs> um, she and the ball cap girl should uh, <laughs> hit each other up. High end. <laughs> We had a uh, super groovy. We had really great conversation and chemistry and even had a great first kiss at the end of the night. We decided to meet up again a few days later and watch our football teams play each other over dinner and drinks at a sports bar. Again, had a great time and he invited me over to his place to watch his favorite baseball team play. I was feeling it, so we went back to his place. We talked for quite some time and then had the hottest makeout sesh ever. We both agreed to, quote unquote, be good and not immediately sleep together. Eye roll. LOL, so we kissed. <laughs> I don't know why that's not. Why is she eye rolling? Yeah, yeah, okay. LOL, so we kissed for a while and then he walked me to my car and I left. We kept texting and we have uh, another hangout set up for this weekend. Sounds perfect, right? He's sweet, charming, handsome, successful, and funny. He has zero social media and I just kept thinking he's too good to be true. I am part of an online group of women who post about guys who have major red flags slash deal breakers, etc., to warn other women. Okay. Well, my curiosity got the best of me and I searched his name. Unfortunately, someone posted about him saying he's a lying, cheating, manipulative man with a temper and will gaslight you any chance he gets. Now I could easily and understandably dismiss this as a heartbroken woman, but two women, one woman's relationship with him ended five years ago and the other said she briefly dated him like 10 months ago. So my questions are, do I run? Do I talk to these women or do I just proceed with caution knowing what I know? Do I ask them about these ladies? We've all had those relationships that make us, that made us an unpleasant version of ourselves. This man has, has done nothing wrong to me and has treated me with nothing but kindness and total respect. I want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt, but I also don't want to get myself in a situation that I was warned about. I know it's only been three dates, but I really like him so far and I wish I hadn't gone digging Help y'all. What do I do? Signed, red flag or run for the hills. Now this email, can I start by saying it makes me very uncomfortable? Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of parts to it that like feel weird, icky. I- icky and I feel uncomfortable because there are serious things at hand here. And it's like we're living in vague right now. All the languaging has been vague. You know, the women that are writing about him as vague, him kind of who he is, we don't know very much about. So it can go from like, this can be a fun conversation about like, is he an asshole that I shouldn't date? Or is like, is he a dangerous person? Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, no one said he was a dangerous person. They said he was just like, right? I mean, they said he's like a a, a a manipulative man with a... a man, man with a temper like i don't i don't know i i just want to acknowledge right. that like i guess the temper part is like, iffy 
Yeah, but it's, I mean, it also makes me uncomfortable that like there's this group that you can just, you know, rate, review, subscribe on a, on men. I, I don't know. This doesn't exist on the male side of things. Really? Right. Yeah. I mean, I've, it's, it's also interesting, like the idea of joining that group of yeah, like why are you, reading yeah. this group. Um, and like, I'm honestly, obviously, if there's like some real predators out there, this could be helpful. But it's also goes like it also is a place it seems where anyone can write anything about anyone, and That's, effectively destroy their reputation. And again, I don't, we don't know anything about this guy. Like perhaps it is all true, perhaps it is not. Um, I know, and the only reason we are even like starting to side against this group is because the group gets. What happens is the group gets, um, it starts from a good place, I'm sure. Like it starts with, this guy's a predator. And then it, it gets washed out with, he's a manipulative gaslighter. And we're like, well, what does that mean? You know, what's the story? You know, right. like, did, did they make you think, you know, did they like, I don't know. You know, gaslighting can also live on its own scale of serious to fun conversation of brunch. Like we used to always say that like, uh, on this podcast like when like when there's a breakup like the women head to the brunch table and find a way to make this like my feeling was like if you end something they'll find a way to like make you the bad guy and all the all your friends will be like yeah fuck him and and and, and right. then you know but the internet kind of lends a, a place for the brunch table to be an infinite size <laughs> you yeah know? well i mean this makes me think like also of like the worst things that anyone dated me could have said about me. And if that yeah, were public. Yeah, of course. Someone, someone is an asshole to everyone. Like the, everyone is an asshole to someone. Everyone is someone's bad dating experience. Again, not like, you know, it can just be bad as just a breakup is bad. You know, I'm, uh, and I'm not saying everyone is a predator. I'm saying everyone is someone that like didn't text back and, ghosted someone mm -hmm. to someone and then that person becomes someone's fiance and they're in the Instagram post and they've they're the luckiest woman in the world to have this guy you know what I mean right. so like and I think that's why she's writing in like this the, the emailer like she's acknowledging that like he's done nothing wrong to me so totally so you know my, my right. experience might be totally different than theirs because we're in love and we're a match you know and th that's true too and she does say something about how you know they were like on the couch or like, you know, getting intimate. And then he said like, they wanted to be good, which to me might infer someone who's like trying to change the way that they're dating compared to how they've dated in the past. That to me seemed slightly potentially indicative of that. Well, that is a great point, Jordana. Cause I actually wrote down that part, that exact part where we are the same spot. When he says be good, that is the reason I agree. He's either like this is uh this is someone I'm taking seriously or this is what he does and that's why these women are on this website. Right. You know, if if and both are equal could equally be true. You know, so that's kind of like the what I would say to this. I don't want to push her toward I I that's why I'm uncomfortable saying like go out with him again. Who knows what these women like when I see temper, I I get scared to even be in that position to like push anyone any way because I, I get, but I do understand like when you say let's be good, he's either a manipulator who does that and gets someone in deep and then has sex with them and then fucking leaves or he actually likes you. And that's really hard right. to figure out with anybody, but right. 
And I think this is a weird situation. It's like a very strange situation to approach because it's like it's tough to say what the right move is, mm-hmm. right? I think it's kind of like you now know this, right? You're going to be thinking about it for a while. It doesn't mean it's true. It doesn't mean it's not true. I think you, she kind of has to own, she can go out with this guy again, but I think she has to own that she's in this group, which is itself mm-hmm. maybe a little embarrassing. Fine. Sure. And that she was curious, she wrote his name, and she saw that, which is part of who she is, and it's part of like what actually happened. And just throw it out there and ask, and I think like his response, he could, I can, think, I could see why he might be like a little annoyed, especially if it's not. But I think like you almost have to like even the, if you actually wanted to go somewhere, you almost need to like even the playing field of like knowledge here. Yeah, I agree with talking this out i i have one addition i have a couple of additions if you don't mind sure i think i think um she looked and it might be embarrassing but she looked for the best reasons she likes him mm-hmm. so like the reasons she looked are not because she wanted to find something it's because she liked him so much that she didn't want to find something she was hoping that nothing would come up so and, and this is how she check it off the list and this is how I date and so I don't think that's embarrassing at all like it's the same reason people Google search and Instagram look and I think you want to be sure and I mean Logan Yuri to bring her up again she just came on J Train podcast and she was talking about how millennials are Googlers like we Google everything so like this is kind of normal as far as the generation we're dealing with right. what I would also say is and I would like to hear what you think I think you message these women. And you message them rationally and you say, hey, I have gone out with this guy and I looked his name up and you came up with a complaint about him. Please explain, define these words for me. Define what happened and Mm -hmm. give me and because maybe they, you know, I don't want to say, I mean, this sounds bad. I'm a dude saying that maybe they were emotional, but like you don't know when these were written. They everything's written on the internet with ink. Five years ago, too. Five years ago. Hey, five. Are you still hurt by this person from five years ago, and why? Like, if you're in this group together, then you two, you three, are supposed to be protecting each other. You're in this group for whatever reasons you're in it. Um, so you might as well utilize it instead of a shit talking group where you kind of half give a story, a burn book, and actually reach out to them and go. I am going on, I went on two dates with this guy. Can you give me all of the information I need going forward? I don't want to be convinced out of going on a date with him. I don't want to be convinced into going on a date with him. I want to know if this is a dangerous person because you wrote about them on a site that I look for dangerous people. You know, or was right. your experience bad? I don't know. That, that you, might be bad advice. I, I just would want, no, I, think, I would want all the information. I've seen it. I can't unsee it. I, I see that. I can totally understand. I think that's, it makes sense as a way to go. I'm just wondering, as a, is it almost already over at that point? Like, if you're the guy and this woman is like messaging women that you dated five years ago to tell you about, tell her about your experience with them. Like, is that how we're starting things? Like, is that weird? Well, I don't. I mean, I guess at this point it is what it is, and like it either works out or it doesn't. But sure. do you know what I mean? Like, if, so, if you found out that a woman. That you had gone on how many two dates with, like had messaged a woman that you went out with five years ago to ask about her experience dating with dating you. Wouldn't you be like, this just seems already too complicated. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, if I like the person I, and 
if I could give a reasonable explanation to why this other person was hurt, I, I guess I could like, I don't think where there's smoke, there's fire. So mm-hmm. obviously these two things ended badly. I don't think he has no idea why they would write things about him. Like, right. I, I do hear what you're saying. Like, as far as like, is it <laughs> like, we okay, already, I'll, just, like, I'll just bail. Over <laughs> but, but it, I don't know if I like someone and they were like, Hey, I, your name coming up in this. Um, I actually spoke to the two women. They gave me that they were just hurt from a relationship or they, one of them said that they were really hurt. And I just want to like talk to you about that and just see what you thought about that relationship. And you know, your, your takeaway, like all of us have like the, I think all of us write, what's the chapter? I don't read a lot of books, but Jordana, what's the chapter that's written after it's been published? Like, the epilogue or the prologue? The epilogue, okay. whatever comes after, like that's written after the book. Like all of us could write the story of where we went right and wrong in every relationship after we get some time away from it. Right. So you would think that in a, in a world where everyone's an okay person, you would think their stories match, their view on how the relationship went matches up. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, ah, uh, I ghosted, like, and he goes, especially like, if five she, years later, you'd have time that's to what, yeah. really digest it. Yeah. Like five years later, he goes like, like if, if, or five years later, she goes, he ghosted me after we were together for a year. And then that's why he's an asshole. That's why you shouldn't date him. Then you go to him and he goes, you know, I ghosted her and it was really bad. It was five years ago. I was 25. And right. I feel like a dick. I feel like I'm him. a different been, person now. Y- I've been hiding from her ever since because I'm so embarrassed <laughs> about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like their stories should match in that type of way in a normal, regular, not problematic situation. Right. Well, that's why I almost feel like he doesn't, she doesn't need to talk to the other women. Like mm-hmm. his response, I think will tell you a lot more because it's, you yeah. seemingly think you know him like what the way he, if he describes it as like, Oh, that was crazy person that I dated five years ago. Like then you might be, that would be that would say something different to me than okay yeah like i would say like five, like back back then i wasn't i was dating in a way that i feel might have been hurtful to women and i've really tried since then to change things around i would almost like go to him first yeah i'm i, but I'm, I, I can I see hear what you're going. saying but i even if she doesn't want to go to them i think like going to him first and i agree with you is and how he answers is important but also he's He's gotten, honestly, like, he's already had his chance already. Like, this is, his chances, he doesn't have. But who would bring that up, a person they dated five years ago that didn't like them? What do you mean? No, 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 I'm saying, let's say she gets in a situation where she's like, is this guy have a temper? Like, you don't go back to him. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Like, to me, you have to, like, it does go on his resume. So, like. You know, you don't say, well, he showed a temper last night, but we'll see what happens on the next day. If he shows a temper, then you go, oh, this is what they said. You should bail. You know, right. like, you know, I, I think it takes away chances from him. Yeah. Like he's lost. Uh, if he's a cat with nine lives, he's got eight lives or seven because right. there's two, you know? Yeah. It's, and I think that's totally fair. And I think it wouldn't. I mean, like, I think you could message them. I just think yeah. there would be like if someone... If a guy no, that I, I went on right. two dates with said that he messaged some guy that yeah. I dated five years ago, 
to find out more about our experience. I think yeah, I would you'd be, be like, what the fuck happened here? For, yeah. Because he's in a burn book group that he. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's yeah. double standard, but <laughs> <laughs> it would look a little crazy from the guy's side. Right. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, like you're looking up my exes from years ago to like, I don't, we've only been on two dates. Like, it's not like we're married. And then like sure. someone told you, I don't know. But we both agree. You can't unsee this. Yeah. And I think it's definitely like you said, something to keep in the back of your head. Don't ignore it. It means something. Yeah. And I think you could it, mention it to him. You got to mention and I it think, to him. And his response will tell you a lot. The way that he responds to it. If he's like, why are you looking at that? Or like, yeah. why? You know what I mean? Like if it's yeah. if he makes turns it into you, then you'll find out his temper really quick. If he yeah, gets you're, angry you're, at that, you'll know. Yeah. That gaslight's about to pop on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry? Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Let's play some games. Let's do it. Keep sending them in. UUP at betches.com. UUP at betches.com. You want me to go first? Yep. Red flag deal breaker. He paid $100 for an app slash software to make his Android phone have blue messages. Context. I went on a few dates with a guy last year I met through mutual friends. I knew he had an Android phone because I had to take some photos for him and his friends when we met, but truly didn't think about it. I also didn't think about it of the, anything of the fact that he had blue messages until he brought it up on a first date. He said, I know you're probably wondering why I have blue messages <laughs> on an Android. Well, I installed software that I can iMessage on my phone so people don't leave me out of group messages for having green text. I just said okay and moved on, but looking back on it, I guess I should have seen that as a red flag to being insecure. Also, turns out he paid $100 to get the software program to be installed in it. What do you think? Red flag or deal breaker? 
just a red flag to me. I mean, he's like, he's not denying it. He's saying, I pay, you know, I want to, I have an Android, but I want to like fit in with the iPhone people. So I installed something to make, it's kind of weird that he like brought it up proactively. Like he wanted to just let you know, like <laughs> get ahead of it. But I think I'm like, it's fine. He, I, it's funny that he felt he got caught because she used his phone to take the picture. You know, right. he like knew it's on his mind. I don't think it's insecurity as much as like, you know how hard it is to react to someone like when when someone has green and everyone wants to use the reaction emojis. Okay. Yeah. On a group they, chat. Like, and then it, it, well, what happens is it's like Ronald laughed at and it comes up as a text. Okay. It's really I, annoying. So I, I don't know anyone like, with an Android. I don't associate <laughs> in that world. So, yeah, you proved his point. I, I yeah. think it's like, um, to me, it may, I, I actually understand it for the group because group chats are just such a big part of, you know, being friends with people, you know, at a certain yeah, age. Yeah, you want to you know? so in. I get it. I, I don't think that's a red flag. I get it. Uh, the not having an iPhone and the Android users will come for me. Um <laughs> The camera, Jordana. The camera. Yeah, go get a fucking camera. What are you taking? Are you fucking phone photographer? Um, (laughs) Just be normal. Um, No, it's (laughs) it's fine. I think the uh, the the, less about the paint. The the I think the Android to me is a little bit of a red flag, but the installing of the software actually makes it less of a red flag because he's like, I understand my choice is like not the mainstream choice, and I'm making efforts to like come to you. Yeah, it shows that he can compromise. I think that's a good thing. I agree. Okay. Yeah. A 32-year-old man tells you he doesn't wear a seatbelt because he, quote-unquote, doesn't like the way it feels across his chest. Red flag or deal breaker? Recently, I went on a third date with this guy from Hinge, and he wanted to pick me up. When I got into the car, out of habit, I immediately put my seatbelt on. He chuckles and asks, oh, dang, are you worried about my driving? And I'm like, (laughs) what do you mean? Dang. (laughs) He admits that he never wears a seatbelt and never has since he started driving at 16. I asked him if he was kidding, and he said, no, only when I go on long car trips will I wear it. Because I know how close he is with his mom, I ask him what his mom thinks about it. To which he said, (laughs) well, if I'm riding with her, she usually nags me until I put it on. He then proceeded to tell me that he would start wearing one for me, though. Uh, No, thanks. Didn't realize that this was something I needed to add to my list to look out for, but thought it was too close to, quote unquote, I do not, I don't like washing the dishes because I don't like the feel of soap. Can you just do it for me? There were other things that I really wasn't thrilled about. So the fact that he can't do that on his own was enough to stop seeing him. This is in the category of red flag deal breakers that we get a lot where it's like, it's all in how you, you play it. Like the way he played it. It was like, what do you think? You're a tough guy for not wearing the seatbelt. Like you're judging her because she puts one on. Like it's kind of like. Right. If you put on sunscreen and you were like, oh, I can't handle the sun. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, someone's someone's afraid of skin cancer. And it's like, yeah, I I am. I don't want to. I also don't want to burn. I also like, you know, like. Totally. I wouldn't. I wouldn't care if someone didn't wear sunscreen, though, really. Mm -mm. I don't think that would like really bother me. But if they were. If they were like Ugh. making fun of me for wearing it, I think that's yeah, where it get weird. But on the subject of being self conscious, to me, this guy's more self conscious than the the Android guy. When when you get in the car, like he knows you're gonna notice because it's gonna go ding, ding. Like is that every car ride for the rest of your life? Ding, right. ding, ding. 
You're gonna like do do it for the good of the car's mentality. Yeah, like, and the then, beeping noise. The beeping noise. So like for him, when he says when you get in the car and he goes, "Dang, you wear that thing." It's like, yeah, like every other human in the in the world. <laughs> You know, like, what are you fucking talking like, about? Ooh, someone likes vegetables. Ooh, yeah. I, guess, I guess you're a health <laughs> nut. <laughs> Dang, you wear jackets and shit. Yeah, it's fucking cold. Yeah, I think <laughs> that, I agree. Like, the way it's about the way he said it and the way he said it. Deal breaker. Gone. All right, let's do one more. Red flag or deal breaker? You've been busting your ass in the gym and want your boyfriend to be impressed, but this is his response. Tell me that he couldn't have at least sent a fire emoji. So she sent a screenshot. She sends a picture of her in the mirror. Um, in a bra. It is in a bra with pants on, um, but looking great. And then he writes back, can you check that I turned off the gas on cooker? <laughs> <laughs> totally ignores it. Uh, um, yeah, to me, this is a relationship that is lost a bit of communication and people are on very different wavelengths um yes so what i would this say to that yeah do you know what i mean like, right. i would be annoyed at that too but this isn't I the think, end of the relationship but this right. is a relationship that needs a talk i think yeah i think you can have a talk in person when you see the person be like it kind of hurt my feelings that i like felt like i was like trying so hard at the gym to like look good and i like sent it to you hoping you'd be like into it and like and and the, you totally ignored me. <laughs> <laughs> you messaged me about the gas on the cooker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I this wouldn't break. Yeah. This wasn't break up my relationship, but this would necessitate my relationship having to like have a talk about how we are we still into this? You know, right? Like, um, yeah. Where's the fire? Not just the emoji, but just the actual fire. Agreed. Um, so we well, did it. We solved dating again. That's it. That's it for us for today. And we will be uh, back on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday special. Make sure you get your tickets now to the You Up Live at Town Hall December 8th. Betches.co slash You Up Live 21. Get involved. We're coming. It's going to be a great show. And we'll be back on Sunday. Bye. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at You Up Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.